everybody. Welcome back to the Tipsy Ghost. We're your tipsy hosts, Sarah, Sarah, and Lindsay. Hey, guys. Hello. Hey. As an early Christmas present to me, I would like <laughs> for Lindsay to retell the story of one of her friends with Santa. <laughs> one of her yes. friend's kids with Santa. Did you repost an acquaintance's kid? Oh, my gosh, yes. I want to hear the story again, please. Please. Why were you talking about this the other day without me? Somebody else did something embarrassing mm-hmm. on social media, mm-hmm. and it it struck a memory. Once upon a time, <laughs> really only like, what, two years ago? Yes. I was Facebook stalking somebody, and she had posted a picture of her kid with like Santa or something, because it was Christmas time. <laughs> I couldn't have just liked it. No, I accidentally shared it mm-hmm. to my Facebook page. <laughs> I immediately deleted it because I realized what happened right away. But then I was like, she's going to get this notification. I'm sure she did. So (laughs) what did I do? I unfriended her immediately and have not. My gosh. (laughs) I don't think I knew that part. Yes, I unfriended unfriended her. her. Yes, I did. Um, And we had been, we were friends like back in seventh grade. Oh my gosh. You guys, I, we didn't even go to the same high school because we split up at junior high. I haven't seen her since I was a freshman in high school. Okay. I'm not going to lie. It's probably more weird that. She saw that you <laughs> shared the shared post. The picture of her probably, kid with Santa. <laughs> probably tried to click on your profile and noticed that we she were not friends. Yes. And um, was like, oh, well. What is her obsession with my kid? Why does she share a picture of my kid and immediately <laughs> on unfriend Santa's me? Santa's lap. <laughs> on Santa's lap. That's her the best part. A, her kid was a baby. Still, so, to weird. this girl, I'm not going to say her name. I am so sorry that I am weird. <laughs> and I'm so glad that we got to bring this story up again. Have you ever done anything embarrassing like that on social media? Uh, <laughs> I remember reason, one. There's a reason I don't get on social media. <laughs> Did you comment something on TikTok? Uh, no, my fingers did because my phone was unlocked. Well, my finger accidentally hit share. <laughs> <laughs> I had to delete the whole account. You did. You got bullied. I was, <laughs> I was bullied for I my didn't even phone know why. being unlocked. I didn't even know why. I didn't understand that that was a thing. I it's still don't thing. get it. It's a thing. Yeah. She commented a letter that apparently is very offensive. The letter is L. I don't know that it's offensive, but it's like, take the L, you you loser, you, you suck. It was on a post that it could come across as offensive Yes, for some somebody like yourself y- yes. <laughs> to have commented on it. You would have never commented on this. Let me put I it like that. I don't comment She didn't even things. know what the L meant. I, I didn't no know idea. what the L meant. She's like, guys, what does this mean? What's happening? They're bullying me. They're saying all these things. <laughs> They were tearing me apart. Like one was like, "You and your old ass talking about <laughs> this." I was like, "I was like, yes, I, I am old. I don't know what this means." Yeah. So I phoned a friend, which was my fourteen-year-old daughter, and I was like, "What does this mean?" Because I didn't know either. And she's like, "Ooh, that's really bad." So if she says it's bad, then you know it's time to go. What have you done that's embarrassing on social media? So I don't think I've actually done anything to that level. I mean, I may have liked something here or there. But one of my friends that I work with, she accidentally updated her status to say that she was in a relationship with (laughs) one of the doctors that she works with, (gasps) their wives. (laughs) (laughs) And also just an acquaintance, somebody. (laughs) How do you do that without the other person accepting it? I don't know. But she did. She is in a relationship with the doctor's wife. (laughs) She does not know. I have so many questions. I don't know, but those are my favorite things when people mess up on social media. We've all been there. There is a reason why I no longer do social media. Okay. 
Do you want to hear a story? Sure. Yes. We haven't talked about a cult in a while. I love a good cult story. I love a good cult. Yeah. Uh, I mean, cults are bad. <laughs> that's why I said story. I don't love a good cult. <laughs> uh, no cults are good cults. P.S. This is my true crime episode. True crime. <laughs> God damn it. What kind of story is it? True crime. True, true crime. crime. I tried there to go deep, is. but I couldn't go as deep as I could. You need the... F- <laughs> you need the... <laughs> okay. I'll just leave that. Nope. I won't even say Rewind. anything. I'm going to take that back. <laughs> Immediately no. take it back. It's Immediately. No, I'm so sorry. Yeah, you could. Oh, that sound bite is out there forever. It's out there I in the world. I hate it. <laughs> All right. Okay, anyways, let's cool. hear it. I hate myself. You were wonderful. <laughs> no, I can't social media and I can't talk. <laughs> Same. <laughs> and this is why we're all friends. Ready. <laughs> so a cult, right? Yes, a cult. We've but established. Before I tell you about the cult, of I course. need to provide a little background on the leaders. Their names are James and Melissa Sharp. Okay. James was born in 1857 Ooh. near Lebanon, Missouri. Ah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> because we know of Lebanon, Missouri. <laughs> also, this is an old cult. Oh, yes, she is. Wow, she, she ain't a new one. Okay. When he was five, his father died of the measles, and ten months later, his mother died. He was raised by his uncle until the age of thirteen, and at thirteen, he felt adult enough to venture out on his own. So he floated town to town, gambling on riverboats. Okay, Tom Sawyer. She doesn't look suspicious at all. Melissa was born in 1871 and raised on a farm in Texas County, Missouri. And somewhere, somehow, James and Melissa met. And a 30-year-old James married a 16-year-old Melissa in 1887. Hate it. Oof. But... The Times probably, but still hate it. Now, there are some allegations that James actually stole her from her home to marry her. Oh, God. Double hate it. And also that maybe he was actually abusive towards her, shaving off her eyebrows and cutting her hair when he got mad at her. He shaved off her eyebrows? Allegedly. Can you imagine what you would look like without eyebrows? Terrible. An alien. (laughs) Look like an alien. (laughs) Keep raising my eyebrows. I'll know what it is. Without these? (laughs) What would I look like? (laughs) Does this give you an idea? Oh my gosh, that's terrifying. (laughs) Don't like it. I think I'll keep them. So they traveled here and there, and they had a son named Lee in 1894. Uh, There are mentions of another kid named Thomas, but nothing else is really known about him. The family settled on a farm just outside of Woodward, Oklahoma in 1903. One night, James saw a meteor crash into the farm. Oh, (laughs) okay. Okay. James did not remain calm. Instead, he screamed and he looked at the skies and he begged for forgiveness and he cried and he prayed for the next two weeks. Oh, that's a long time to cry. He eventually composed himself. (laughs) That is a really long time to cry. And said that the Holy Spirit came to him in the pasture and told him to preach. Like how he eventually composed himself after two weeks of crying. I hope you did. Got it together. (laughs) Got it together. Sometimes you need a good cry, okay? For two weeks? Yeah. (laughs) So James and Melissa agreed to travel so James could spread his divine message. Okay. Because the Holy Spirit has talked to him through the meteor. Yeah. So they sold the farm. They donated a part of their profit to the poor and they left. 
They roamed around for about two years. Uh, By then, their claims had evolved, and they were now telling people that James had been reincarnated as Adam and Melissa as Eve. Yeah. Okay. Yes, I'm familiar with those two. Heard of them. They had a small following, and the group traveled to small towns in an old wagon with the words gospel wagon painted on the side. What's the gospel wagon? The original (laughs) G-Wagon. That's clever. Good job. I like that. Did you write it out? Yeah. (laughs) Sure did. I needed to put my joke in there. I thought of it, and I was like, that's a good joke. I should write it down. (laughs) See? The original (laughs) G-Wagon. Can't forget it. That's why. the OG. A 20-year-old Scottish evangelist named John Aitken joined the group and claimed to be God Almighty. Oh, so now we got God in with Adam and Eve. Yes. And the G-Wagon. I'm so glad that God decided to join the chat. There's a lot of important characters here. In April 1905, on the streets of Oklahoma City at 3 p.m., Adam, Eve, their now 11-year-old son, Lee, and new guy, John, marched around singing and shouting hallelujahs. I'm sorry. I think you mean God. Completely naked. Oh. Adam, even God, were completely naked. Their okay. kid is just walking around with them, too? Ugh. Naked. Okay. That's weird. New guy John told the local paper, in a day or two, we will be killed and lie dead for three days and three nights. Then we'll be, we will be resurrected. Just as soon as we are killed, there will be an earthquake and 7,000 people in this city will be killed. Okay. Listen, John. <laughs> I don't know about that, John. <laughs> okay. We'll see. Soon the group was surrounded by police and, quote, clothed under protest. I'm glad that they were forcibly clothed. <laughs> Can you just imagine, though? Here is it, robe. Put it on. Damn it. Put your shirt on. <laughs> I'm going to tie it for you. It's Put like some me with pants my... on right now. I swear to God. It's like me and my patients. John? I swear to John. Do you need me to help you get dressed? Here. Here's your shirt. Put your hands through it. <laughs> Hold your legs down. Yes. Been there. Yep. We've all been there. So... New guy John was sent to an asylum for a year. Oh, okay. But the Sharps were released after a month. In 1906, the group continued to travel around, spreading the word, picking up new followers. Eventually, new guy John got out of the asylum, and they joined back up with the now-called Adamites. Boy. Okay. In August, 10 men were arrested in Oklahoma, charged with, quote, unbecoming conduct and disturbing the peace. So, near, or soon after, near after, <laughs> soon or near, there was 16-year-old Lucy Comer, and she wrote a letter to her older sister, and in this letter, she said that their widowed father, William, had allowed the Adamites to camp on their farm, and in a short amount of time, William had been converted and turned over his $7,000 farm and equipment to the group. Thank you for asking. It is the equivalent to $240,000 today. I was waiting for Sarah. She always asks. I already knew the answer. (laughs) Yeah, I didn't need that. She did the conversion in her head. (laughs) She's a professional, basically. Lucy writes that about 45 members were living in tents, quote, in a promiscuous manner, disregarding all marriage rights or marriage relations and pretending to assert that they live in the Garden of Eden. It's giving orgy. Giving yes orgy and like we're in the Garden of Eden, but we're in Oklahoma. And swingers, <laughs> sorry to Oklahoma, but the Garden of Eden, it is not. I don't it think it's not. there. The farm was quickly overgrown as it was part of the religion to not work. 
Oh, I like that part <laughs> of the religion. Yeah. Okay. They're on to something here. Wait a minute. And this is how we get sucked into the cold. Is this a go around? <laughs> Wait, we don't need to work? Okay. Sign me up. Say no more. Those who joined the Adamites were expected to turn over all money and possessions into a communal account. Okay. Mm, sounds suspicious, but okay. James, or Adam God, as he is now called, claimed to cure one member of blindness and another member of consumption. The consumption. The consumption. 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 What? Consumption <laughs> junction. <laughs> consumption junction. William, the man whose farm everyone was living on, claimed that he had stomach trouble until Adam cured him. One member, Jack Pratt, convinced his brother Lewis to sell his farm and bring his wife Della and their five children to join the cult. And this is a family that we will follow for a little bit. Okay. Fun fact. One of my great-grandmother's name is Della. Thank you. Was she in the cult? <laughs> I'm curious now. I'll have to ask my mom. Um, well, hey, hopefully mom, not. Was, was Grandma in know. a cult that involved naked orgies? I don't know. Well, in Oklahoma? Yeah, hold on to that thought. Oh. Because maybe. Oh. Uh, eventually, William's daughter Lucy turns them into authorities. She said that Eve tied two young children to a tree for days because they would not believe. Ugh. That'll teach him. Jerks. All we know is that the members who were arrested. Nope. Arrested. Arrested. It is the virtual form of arresting someone. <laughs> I'm going to arrest you. <laughs> virtual arrest. I thought that was cute. Cute. <laughs> I didn't write it down beforehand. <laughs> Still a good joke. Just ad-libbed. To be fair, I write down my jokes, too, because I will Thank forget. Thank you. I will. It's I'm... very judgmental. <laughs> Lindsay's just better at coming up with things on the fly. All we know is that the members who were arrested were found not guilty, but the group separated for a short time. So back to that family I was telling you about, mm -hmm. Lewis Pratt, his wife Della, and their children made their way to Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> was her name Pratt? Della? Um, I don't know. I don't know. Okay. They utilized charity to provide housing, which there's nothing wrong with, but Lewis refused to work. Quote, although his family were starving and in need of clothing and medicine, he was unfazed, claiming God would support them. It's against his religion to work. Right. <laughs> okay. He was told that he needed to work or his children would be taken from him. So he got a job at a wood yard but said he could get more money from people on the street. Okay. Mean. Speaking of, Della and the children sang on the streets for money instead of sending the kids to school. So Della likes to sing. You like to sing. Checks out. Things are adding up. A judge ordered the children to go to school. Okay. Lewis told the judge that public school is wicked and the devil is the teacher and insisted that they would get education from the Bible. Oh, no. So people were on to them, and they leave Kansas City. Okay. Bye. We didn't watch you anyways. Yeah. Meanwhile, the rest of the cult was in Denver, Colorado, living in a large frame house on the Platte River. They had gained national attention and were sought out by a journalist who later wrote, quote, Perhaps the most freakish of cults to surface was the Adam and Eve sect with a mission to lead people back to the Garden of Eden. The garden would be near Denver, and members would wear nothing but fig leaves. <laughs> okay, so no longer in Oklahoma. They've decided 
No, they, the, the garden has moved. Oklahoma was kind of a bust. And so Adam and Eve and, and company moved to Denver. The Got Pratts. It. Went Della, to Kansas City. Della and company went to Kansas City. Okay. So while they're in Kansas City, Adam and Eve are being interviewed by this journalist and wearing nothing but fig leaves. And the journalist was introduced <laughs> to Adam as Adam God, Melissa as Eve, and their son Lee, who they now claim is Abel reincarnated. Uh-oh. Where there's Abel. an Abel, there must be a... Murder. Cain. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Murder. <laughs> that too, but that's why I said, why are you making him able? Cain was the right answer, but also both, murder. both would have been fine. Okay, thank you. Eve said that their son Thomas was Cain, but that he had done a lot of dreadful things and could not come into the Garden of Eden. Okay. Adam stated, quote, this here city is mighty wicked, and I am a-going to bring destruction upon it. I'm a-going to get vengeance. I haven't decided just how. Maybe I'll have one of them mountains move over here and squash the whole town, but I don't know yet. He's a-going to do it. <laughs> you just never know what I'm going to do. Move that mountain. After squish this, <laughs> he wants to squish everybody <laughs> with a mountain. <laughs> Get over there. <laughs> a little to the left. <laughs> now down quick. <laughs> and go. And over. <laughs> Uh, after this, he planned to go on a mission as the Messiah to the waiting people of British Columbia. Oh, <laughs> okay. Enter Canada. What did Canada. Canada do to deserve them? Exactly. Uh, it seems random, but Adam had heard about a Russian religious sect that rejected government and practiced pacifism. Pacifism is the belief that any violence is unjustifiable and disputes should be settled with peace. So, when the Adamites crossed the border with guns and Adam offered to be their new messiah, they politely declined. <laughs> thanks, but no thanks. We're good. <laughs> we like to wear clothes. Yeah. We got those. Thanks. Uh, rejected. They went back to the United States, met back up with Lewis and his family at some point, and they sold the G-Wagon or the gospel wagon Aww. and bought a houseboat with plans to float south to Kansas City. Okay. From Denver? No, they no, went from to Canada. Col- the, to Canada. To Canada. Are they going to okay. gonna float down the, what, Missouri? Mm-hmm. Does the Missouri River go all the way to Canada? I think it goes up to Montana. Montana. Yeah, and then you can swerve around. I'm sorry I don't know my geography. <laughs> obviously. <laughs> like an idiot. <laughs> Lindsay, obviously the Missouri River goes know? up to Montana. <laughs> it might be called something different, but it is connected to Montana. <laughs> it is. Yes. So they stopped along the river, preaching and taking time to shoot at targets, because by this time they had accumulated a surplus of firearms and each member needed to know how to use them. This was partly, or maybe completely, due to how other towns had treated them, and they were now of the opinion that if the police attempt to arrest you, you shoot. Adam said, they they can't kill me, I'll live forever. Mm. Okay, buddy. He's going to get real cold in Kansas City in the winter, I'm just saying. Well, think how he found those fig leaves in Canada, how which is also cold. died of hypothermia. Yeah. Their son Lee or Abel wasn't a fan of guns, so he left. Oh, that was it. That's what it took. Okay, that's what it took. So they arrived in Kansas City in 1908, where they continued to have various issues with the authorities. Nevertheless, they held religious meetings at the Working Man's Mission, December 8th. 1908, around four in the afternoon, probation officer George Holt noticed a group of, quote, street preachers 
singing fanatic religious songs for money. He recognized the children from prior run-ins, so he approached to ask why they weren't in school. So Eve cursed at him and took the children back toward the mission. Adam God, with wild eyes, long hair, and an unkempt beard, met the officer at the door. He shouted at the officer, saying, I am Adam God, the father of Jesus Christ, as he drew his revolver. That's not true. Oh, no. This does not sound right. He ended up hitting the officer on the head with the gun, knocking him to the ground, where the women and children started to scratch and hit him. I don't like this. He scrambled to the police headquarters, just probably across the street, followed by Adam, Eve, and their followers. Some of them formed a semicircle and started singing songs, but they were all openly carrying guns. So an officer, Dalbo, approached the group, saying that he came in peace. He was followed by Lieutenant Stige, who noticed that Adam God had a large knife in his right hand. So Stige pointed his gun at Adam and ordered him to drop the gun when fellow Adamite Lewis responded by firing his gun at Stige and the bullet grazed his chest and his left shoulder, but he was able to live. Good. Adam then pulls out a gun. So now he's got a knife in one hand and a gun in the other. He came armed. And he fired a warning shot into the air. And when he did that, Officer Dalbo went to grab for the gun. Lewis again shot at the officer, and this time he killed him. Mm. Officer Mullane lunged at them, and they shoot at him, and he dies two days later. So by this point, bullets are flying, and James shoots into a crowd of bystanders, hitting a retired farmer who had just wanted to pay his water bill at City Hall. And he also died. Enter Sergeant Clark, who was unarmed, but he still tried to take Adam down. He was shot in the right shoulder, and, sorry, Lindsay, stabbed in the eye. But he survived. His eye did not, but he did. That's re- what was that noise? <laughs> no, I hate it so much. Some really surprising noises. I hate it so much. I apologized. No. <laughs> Therefore, it's fine. Adam had been shot in both hands, but he was able to escape. Lieutenant Stone opened a window in City Hall and shot Lewis, and he was gravely injured and taken to a hospital. Part of the group, including Eve and three children, fled towards the river. Eve and one of the girls were arrested, but the other two children made it to the houseboat where their mother, Della, was waiting for the, waiting with two young children. They began to float away as officers shot at the bottom of the boat, trying to sink it. One of the children who fled to the boat, 13-year-old Lulu, had been shot in the jaw, and she died. Mm. During the investigation, one child told the police, Papa said this is a free country, and we could carry firearms if we wanted to. A policeman is a serpent and ought to be killed. The Constitution gives us that right. I don't think that's right. Della agreed, saying, quote, Police are serpents, and it's not wrong to kill them if they get in our path. You kill snakes, don't you? Okay. Meanwhile, Lewis is clinging to life in the hospital with a bullet to the brain, bullet wounds to his legs, requiring amputation. He was told he would die, and soon after, he was told his daughter Lulu died, to which she simply said, It was the Lord's way. Uh, Adam God was arrested near Olathe, Kansas. Hey. <laughs> Two days after the shooting, he claimed that he was deeply sorry for killing police and swore that he was done being a prophet. He was sentenced to 25 years in the Missouri State Penitentiary. Missouri State Pen. We've been here. There. We've Heard been there. Here, there. Everywhere. Uh, but he was released after 14 years for good behavior. Hmm. Adam and Eve moved to southern Missouri. 
James continued to preach, uh, calling himself the Reverend. Huh, man. In 1946, he was, quote, dancing a jig in the middle of a street sermon when he died of a heart attack. Um, died of a heart attack while dancing. Guess he didn't live forever. Eve and Della lived next to each other for years until Eve died at the age of 95 and Della died one year later. Wow. And that is a brief story of the Adam God cult. Well, that is very sad that several people had to die. And then it's conveniently he's like, well, sorry, I don't actually don't want to do this anymore. I'm not really a prophet. And then he did it again. Yeah. He's like, just kidding, guys. Made you look. <laughs> Guess what? I really am a prophet. Okay. Well, thank you so much for that cult, that Kansas City cult story. All right, guys, thanks so much. You can always catch us at thetipsyghost.com with our socials linked from there or send us an email at thetipsyghost at gmail.com. Please give us a five-star rating and a great review anywhere you listen to podcasts. We really appreciate it, and it really does help. All right, guys, thanks so much. We'll catch you next week. Okay, bye. Bye. bye.